Hey everyone, welcome to the Jeff McAlino Podcast. Uh, got, I'm going to keep this short. I've got a great one today. Uh, had so much fun recording it, and it wasn't just because this was kind of the uh, uh, me getting back into uh, drinking. Uh, this podcast, I think, was the first time I drank in, a, in almost three weeks, uh, but didn't affect the podcast too much, hopefully. <laughs> My guest, Calvin Smith. He hosts a podcast, Unquestionable, with Calvin Smith. Uh, and he does a lot of different things on there. And in this podcast, we talk about a lot of things. He has researched so much. And on his podcast, he has guests who uh, are experts in a lot of these things. Uh, we talked about uh, the Flat Earth theory. We talked about my theory on planetary living. We talked about the Mandela effect, which came up way back in episode five, I want to say, with Mike Messier. Uh, we talked about aliens quite a bit, alien technology. We talked about uh, my immortality. Uh, and then at the end, we spent a good amount of time discussing, maybe slash debating whether there's a god. Uh, so, I don't know. I thought it was all very intriguing, very uh, interesting conversation. Uh, you know, I I will admit I was coming from a disadvantage by far as far as, uh, you know, actual research and knowledge of a lot of these things. But uh, he shed a lot of light on a lot of things. And uh, it was just a fun conversation. So I hope you enjoy it. Give me some feedback, like, share, subscribe, follow, uh, sniff and scratch, uh, nope, scratch and sniff, whatever, you know what to do. Uh, and if you have an Apple phone, go on that podcast app and scroll down and give me that five-star rating and write a review and, uh, I'll like you even more than I, uh, already do, even though I might not know you. Uh, all right. Hope you enjoy it. Here is me and Calvin Smith. All right, now I welcome Calvin Smith to the Jeff McAlino podcast. How are you, Calvin? I'm awesome. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing very well. Uh, I mentioned before we started recording, I I uh, I got myself in a weird headspace because I I listened to a lot of your podcast like uninterrupted a lot of your episodes. So I've got yeah. so many thoughts swirling through my head. <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's good to hear. And, and we'll mention it and plug it probably several times, but the podcast, so everyone knows, it's Unquestionable with Calvin Smith. Um, and uh, listeners of my podcast, or at least the people who know, uh, who go way back with me, know that I initially wanted to... Uh, have a podcast where I would get uh, different people with different conspiracy theories. And I don't say that uh, derogatorily, by the way. I don't right, think right. conspiracy theory is a bad thing. Yeah, I think, you know, having a theory, it's been given a bad connotation, but I don't yeah. think it in itself is bad. But my, my uh, the premise for what I thought would be a great podcast is me uh, drinking... And uh, getting someone on to explain a conspiracy theory to me and try to convince me 
of a conspiracy theory. Um, and I'm jealous of you because I know you got a flat earther. I didn't listen to that episode yet. Uh, but I want to have a flat earther come on after I've been drinking for a couple hours, not just a few minutes like now. And I want them to try to convince drunk me that the earth is flat and see if they can do yeah. it. Uh, well, so that, you, you need to get in contact with uh, with Robin, who I still talk to her almost every day. She's still sending me stuff almost every day. We, we talk, and uh, very easy to contact. I mean, she follows me on Instagram and stuff. You, you could probably hunt her up pretty easy, and she always loves talking about that stuff. So I bet you $100 she'd be willing to come on and try to convince you. Nice. Yeah, no, and I, I, uh, I reached out to a few people, probably the wrong people, uh, and the way I described it... <laughs> Maybe sounded somewhat offensive or, or something, uh, but it, it, and maybe with the flat Earth, I don't think it's. Uh, and and maybe you can shed some light because I know you've done more research on everything we're going to talk about than I have. Uh, I don't think a flat Earther could possibly convince me. <laughs> uh, so so that's probably a far extreme. Whereas anything with. Uh, the JFK assassination, you could probably convince me anything after just a few drinks. I wouldn't need that many drinks in me. <laughs> right. Um, so it's, yeah. uh, the fl- uh, so Flat Earth is kind of an extreme, but I do, I do, maybe I'll reach out to her because I do think uh, it would, it would either be entertaining or awful. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree, because I mean, I, I will tell you this, she, she, uh, she knows her stuff, and she is she is very certain about it. So she will, you know, she'll keep you in check. She definitely. I mean, if you listen to my podcast, she definitely was was making sure she she was loud and clear and heard. But um, yeah, as far as like where where you're, do you stand on, you don't think anyone can convince you that the Earth is flat. I'm kind of on that same boat because I mean, I'm sorry guys, but we've been to space. Right. We've literally been there. Like we we've we've been there. I don't know what else to saying the evidence is just so demonstrably strong for around not only around earth but around literally everything else in the universe right well Um, yeah that that's uh i like i don't know if you've seen the the meme where uh all the it shows the solar system all the planets around and earth's just it's like is that what you think is well (laughs) what what they seem to think is that they're in a dome we're in a dome uh, none of the planets are real. Um, mm. None of them. The sun isn't. Well, the sun is is real. It's a floating ball that's only a couple thousand miles above us, and it's just rotating around us, um, you know, horizontally. Um, but somehow we still have nighttime. Somehow it it. So I so, so I think Copernicus is full us, of shit. <laughs> but like my biggest hangup is how does it rotate above you? But then I watch it drop below the horizon. At night. <laughs> what, where, what, what is? Uh, you're telling me to look for my own eyes outside and see that it's flat, but I'm watching the sun go down with my own eyes. I, I'm if still sitting above me. I should see it go like over there. <laughs> well, and and you know what? I love I love the heart of it uh, because I feel like the heart of it, and I might be wrong. I feel like the heart of it. I'm a I'm a libertarian. Uh, so I'm I don't believe anything the government says and all that kind. Of, so I feel like there's a lot of that like we're being lied to. This is bullshit. Uh but it's like how about all people fall off the edge or what 
Well, then, then they say there's an ice wall and no one's allowed to go to Antarctica, which is completely false because there you can literally pay like ten grand and go to Antarctica. Like you can just go there. Um, probably not even that much nowadays, and uh, it just. It's, it's a whole, people want to know the truth, you know, they, if, if they feel like evidence, if they feel like something isn't strong enough, they kind of go to the next extreme. So um, it's wanting to say, I know more than you, I'm, I'm smarter than you. It's a psychological thing, you know, people like to feel like people are hiding things when really you just, just because you don't understand it doesn't mean you can plug in your conspiracy theory. It's just that you just don't understand how it works. So go out and look at the research on how other people are saying it works rather than YouTube armchair experts. Yeah. Well, it, it seems, it seems fun to be one of those armchair experts who just hypothesizes on, on everything. And, uh, my uh it reminds me of uh my brother and my future brother-in-law Chase who I guarantee is listening to this episode when it comes mm-hmm. out. Uh we we developed a a comic book universe um that maybe one day we'll get back to but but we were working on this whole thing and a lot of the ideas it, what's hilarious to me is I've never listened to like uh uh, a lot of the Joe Rogan episodes, frankly, or or Graham Hancock, uh, who I I think uh, you know a lot of the alien technology type or ancient civilization. He's ancient civilization, right? Is that yeah? He's pointing towards ancient lost technology. He's very very like even my myself. I've said in almost every episode, don't fucking listen to ancient aliens. Don't watch them. Just don't do it. <laughs> Just don't do it. It, it, well, what's funny about it is a lot of the stuff in the comic books, sorry, Joseph and Chase to spoil, but like a lot of it, like, uh, and, I, and I'm fairly certain this was my idea, is that uh, dinosaurs actually were so technologically advanced that the Earth was becoming uninhabitable and they left. There was no, uh, but, and this is a comic book. This is not a real theory of mine, yeah. but, but. I bet if I just started a YouTube channel and said, here's the evidence I have that dinosaurs actually inhabit these other planets and, you know, and Bigfoots and, you know, they all left Earth because they know that planetary living is so stupid. That's, that's actually, that is actually a real one of mine is that planetary living is, is for, for the less intelligent beings and, the right. more intelligent, actually, here, I'll pitch this to you. <laughs> okay, go for it. Uh, the more intelligent beings realize, well, we don't need to inhabit a single planet. There's a universe, and we can travel. And, and if you like a planet and want to live there, you can. But we've got a whole universe we can travel around. And, and I think space station, advanced space station living, probably could be better. You just pick up resources from planets that you need and... I don't know. I feel thousands of years in the future. I feel yeah. like that will be the way of yeah, maybe like when it's when we have the technology to like take off. You know these these shuttles and stuff that we have, and they're lighter and they're easier to you know take off and land. You know maybe then it'll be easier just to live in space. That way we can pretty easily just drop down, grab what we need. You know, it's like a trip to the grocery store. Basically, what planet do you want to go to? Right. 
Right. That's that's my long term theory for yeah. for humanity and the planet Earth. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we're trying to do with Mars, and I mean, we're trying to populate, you know, all kinds of different planets right now. Trying to. <laughs> well, I've heard that some of the moons, I want to say of Jupiter, maybe Saturn, one of one of those two. I've heard uh, some of those moons are somewhat similar uh, yeah, climate um, and everything wise to like Earth. Jupiter's moon Titan. Is, yes, uh, Titan is, is really like I think they even made a movie about it, like a horror movie about it too. Um, that has like Matt Damon or something. It's like a Netflix movie, I thought, but <laughs> yeah. Um, that that would be really interesting to. I, I wonder why we're not. I, I wonder if we have any probes or something like on the way to those moons or anything right now. I have no idea. Yeah, it's interesting, and I obviously we don't have the technology now. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's that's always my theory when uh, when people talk about global warming and stuff like that. It's like, well, we're not going to live on Earth forever, are we? Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, ideally. <laughs> well, some of us, right? Eventually, the sun's going to implode, but that's yeah. billions of years or something. <laughs> right, yeah. Allegedly. Um, so, so in listening to your podcast, I actually, uh, I mentioned to you beforehand, this has nothing to do with your podcast, but last night, I got around to watching the Mandela Effect, which is a movie and also a conspiracy theory can we call it that yeah i'd call it conspiracy theory i guess yeah so so that was probably not uh or maybe it was the perfect movie to watch before binging your podcast um <laughs> it's either the worst or the best we'll see how i turn out in a few days right. um but what and so i actually had a guest on my podcast way back in the beginning and just in the end he brought up the Mandela effect uh, so I've kind of casually been like huh so how long have you known about it for uh, whew, uh, it's been probably five months Ooh, interesting. thereabouts and I kind of casually thought of and and it's one of those things it's like a seed that gets planted right where you hear about it and you hear a few things and you're like, eh, okay. I mean, that's just bad memory. And then, so the big one that keeps fucking with my head is Looney Tunes. Because now it's T-U-N-E-S. Yeah. And I could have sworn it was T-O-O-N-S. Because that's it makes logical it. sense. I remember... <laughs> I do remember Looney Tunes being T U N S is the thing when I when I think of it. Like what tripped me up when I was looking into the Mandela effect was the reason why it's called the Mandela effect is I could have sworn on my life that I watched Nelson Mandela's funeral on television. Like I could I could have sworn on my life that I watched it. And he he didn't die till like I was in high school and I was like what? Like I, he already died like forever ago. <laughs> but no. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's interesting. That's I feel like that's the big one almost. Yeah, I, well, I mean, that's why it's called the Mandela effect because that was the first one people were like, "Wait, we all remember this." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it's I that that is true. I do remember that. And the little things. A lot of times, it's like maybe it was just people. Uh, like the one one that they use in the movie is the uh, Berenstein Bears. 
Yeah, yeah. Which I guess is the Baron Stain Bears. Yeah. And maybe everyone just always. I didn't either. I don't think, but I. It was in the. It was in the. It was just something you knew. So maybe everyone just mispronounced it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that's probably what it is. That's just such a weird name, and it's like so weird to pronounce. I feel like you know, as kids. You know, we're already pretty bad at speaking as it is, so. And so, so, so you don't think, and I think this is the the main crux of that theory is we all live in a simulation that just adjusts over, makes minimal adjustments over time to keep things smooth. Or yeah, I just I think that uh, that's that's a big that's a big leap. I mean, if we were in a simulation, I mean, I feel like the simulation would be advanced enough at this point. Uh, to not let things like that happen or be far less noticeable um, or, or at that point why wouldn't they do something I don't know to, to correct that or fix our memories or something um, so and then at that point who's controlling it who what what are, are we a, just a brain in a vat you know is that what's going on well and that start to rise yeah well that's the biggest thing is if, if it were couldn't they control our memories better yeah. Right, exactly. Where the Berenstein Bears, that's a letter. It's not, yeah. shouldn't be that hard to... Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, to just, like, delete or something, or just, I don't know. It's just weird to me. So I, I don't know if it's necessarily... I think it's definitely a weird, it's a weird phenomena that does happen, and I still experience it when I'm learning about new stuff, but um, it's, I don't know. I don't think that there's anything like supernatural i guess you could say about it well and and one thing i like about your podcast at, at least as far as i've heard and there's there's uh i think 15 episodes so far yep yep there's 15 out right now and i just recorded the 16th one just before i called into here so. oh nice nice so one thing i like is you don't uh again unless i missed it you don't seem to really uh, push the idea. You more just inform. It, it... Yes, exactly. Because um, that's my thing is that I don't... Um, okay, so I guess starting from the beginning, I used to be one of those guys that was like a tinfoil hat guy. I used to believe in every single conspiracy. I used to think Hillary Clinton was a reptile. <laughs> I used to think Justin Bieber was probably a reptile. The Earth was probably flat. You know, 9-11 was an inside job. Um, Bermuda Triangle, Titanic probably didn't sink. You know, like literally you named the conspiracy and I probably believed it. Um, Ghosts and Bigfoot and everything in there included aliens, of course. Um, Got to the point where I was writing blogs about aliens and different alien species that I had never seen or like dealt with before. I was just writing about random shit. And um, I I decided I one day I didn't really know what I believed this religiously so um i I was just like you know i'm gonna pick up a bible and just see what it says because i'm not really sure and um i didn't like it (laughs) (laughs) i I didn't like i downloaded on my phone and was looking through it was like oh you shite i'm not liking what this is saying and then i started watching programs on youtube like the atheist experience and talk heathen and all these like atheist programs where christians can talk to atheists and get their opinions and the atheists were making more sense than the christians were and then at that point, I was like, okay, well, if I can apply that skepticism to my uh, belief now, which now I'm atheist, I don't believe in any god or gods, um, 
if I can apply that same skepticism to that religion and all other religions, I need to apply that same skepticism to all of my other beliefs. And that goes for ancient lost technology, that goes for aliens, Bigfoot, Hillary Clinton being a reptile. And then once I just started digging into these things just a little bit deeper, instead of just scratching the surface of it, determined that was all bullshit and I was just crazy. And, <laughs> so, and so that kind of, uh, you know, reading the Bible, I guess, kind of brought me out of my tinfoil hat. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Now, I, I would say, uh, I don't know if you know who Lori Lightfoot is. Sounds familiar. She's uh, mayor of Chicago, I want to say. Okay. Pull up a picture of her. I think she probably is a reptile. <laughs> but uh, aside from her, no, I don't think Hillary. I, I've, got, I've got issues with Hillary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fair, fair. But I don't think she's a reptile. I think she's a bad human. I don't know if you know who Jeffrey Star is, but uh, I like to. I I think that he's probably reptile. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do so. It's interesting. Uh, What are your thoughts on uh, on aliens? And uh, I know that's a that's a very broad question. Uh, (laughs) And the 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 UFO info that released. Uh, was released and actually I think you mentioned this on a, your podcast I thought it was kind of nothing not yeah uh, I was, it was exactly what I was expecting to be completely honest it wasn't anything you know there was a couple like interesting things like how there was like 144 cases and only like three of them were conclusively you know debunked and then 13 of them they have absolutely no idea what was going on um and the other hundred something are just kind of up in the air. So, I mean, there's some interesting stuff, but there's no answers to anything. It's just all the same stuff we already knew, basically. Do do you think that aliens are in or around the planet? Um, <laughs> so this is like the hardest question for me <laughs> to answer. Even though I, for a good two and a half years or so, I've been out of my tinfoil hat and there, there was a time where I said, you know, aliens aren't here. There's no aliens here. Um, but, but there's just some things that are still really enigmatic. I'm still weary to say that, oh, I think aliens are here because I very well think that it could still be human technology um, mm-hmm. because they have hit things before for a very long time. Like, um, it was like the stealth bomber. Uh, we, we didn't know it existed until we saw it. And then we're like, what the hell is that thing? And then the government had to come out and say, oh, yeah, by the way, this is, we have this thing. Because um, people were talking about it because they accidentally exposed themselves. So not to say that we can't have crazy technology, but the things that these crafts are doing, like the videos, and the fact that it's coming from such reliable sources, um, that's what's really got me stumped. And that people like Bob Lazar and, um, you know, that it's just very weird. And then places just like Area 51 and S4 in general and... You know, I covered in my podcast, I covered one UFO case, the Westall UFO incident, um, because that had over two to 300 people of all different age groups all around town who saw a UFO land. You know, there was over 200 people that saw it. And I just can't imagine a mass hysteria event like that in Australia um, in the 60s, you know, with all different age groups. Um, It's just a lot of weird things. That kind of keep me on my toes. I I feel like 
there has to be a more advanced species in the universe. Yeah. I, and and maybe that's maybe that's dumb. Maybe we are more advanced, but yeah. I, I feel like they're that's unlikely. Uh, go ahead. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of. Um, I think that. I mean, I. I fully, I'm, I'm about 99% sure that there's got to be some sort of extraterrestrial life out there. Even if it's a plant, if it's a sunflower on another planet, that's an alien. You know, if yeah. it's microbial life on, an, on another planet, if we find microbes on Mars, those are aliens. Mm-hmm. So those count. So to, to find something microbial or even like a bird or something on another planet, I feel like it's possible. We, I've, I very well think that that's possible just because of how vast the universe is. It's, um, but to say that they're intelligent enough to make flying crafts to fly hundreds, if not millions of light years to us, just to kind of fly around the planet and do absolutely nothing but let people get blurry photos and anecdotal accounts and then leave, that's kind of where I'm like, what? How advanced are you then? Well, I I think two things on that. That's a, that's an interesting discussion, and I don't have near the the research that you have on on any of these things. So I'm a bumbling idiot. <laughs> so I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll preface it with that. But I feel like one thing is they're probably not as advanced as we think they are, yeah. and they may not want to reveal that. Which is the second point is they might be more advanced and just scouting like let's see how what are these guys up to what's elon musk got in the pressure cooker because he is one of their better ones right right (laughs) so i i feel like they might just swing by to just be like let's see this is a and maybe to aliens we would not be but seemingly thinking as an alien i would think Humans seem like a violent species. They love war. <laughs> like, they love to yeah. kill each other. Right. And they, they love to, to do, do things like uh, 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 racism. <laughs> like, yeah. how stupid are they? they? They discriminate against people with different skin tones than them. Like, what well, yeah. You know, yeah. so, so part of me thinks they look at us like, Okay, this is a violent species. We just need yeah. to keep an eye on them just in case like they develop. Yeah. Uh, and that could be wrong. I mean, they could be yeah. way more violent and worse than we are. Yeah, definitely. And they look at us like ants. Like, oh, look at... It's a zoo. Like, look but at I feel these... Like if that were the case, we'd already be long gone. Or we would definitely know that they're here. If they were aggressive, I really don't see a reason. If they were able to fly here from another planet... I see no reason as to why they would feel com- you know, not feel comfortable just invading us. Well, unless they just looked at us like a word. Like, uh, so the interesting thing is, so what? Uh, Earth's resources obviously are important to us, right. but what if to them they're like a oil? Who the fuck cares yeah, about like oil gold. and water? Like, like gold. gold. <laughs> this planet is just. To, I shit gold. Yeah, there's there's no <laughs> useful resources on this planet, but it's fun to watch them fight each other. <laughs> like, uh, so we could be literal entertainment. Oh, did I lose you? Oh, I 
think I got you back. All right. <laughs> okay, cool. I got you back. Yeah, I lost you for, for like five seconds there. So, so I was saying that we, we could be literal entertainment for them. <laughs> right, right. Where it's just like, look at these dumb idiots. Just... Yep. That's very possible. Um, I just, you know, it, it, it's things also like the, um, the 1947 Roswell incident, um, with, you know, where the, the UFO crashed in the Air Force base or whatever it was. I feel like, if anything, if that was extraterrestrial, obviously, you know, an alien or whatever, a craft, that obviously would have been how we got the technology to be testing, you know, and, and that would explain the videos that we have now. It's just us doing it to ourselves. Um, mm. But on the other hand, there was the objects like the Amuamua meteor that passed by us. I don't know if you were familiar with that. No. Um, I think it was 2017 that um, it, you can look it up. It's it's a Hawaiian name and it's called Amuamua. And it's like a big cigar shaped meteor that was flying through space. And we didn't even know that it passed literally between us and the moon that close to us. We didn't even know it passed us until it was already almost out of our solar system. Jesus. Um, we saw it. We, we, you know, um, traced the trajectory and it literally flew right by us and no one even saw it. And um, based on the shaping of it, and the speed that it's going, the direction that it's going, it's like enigmatic. It's not following the gravitational pull of anything. It's just going in a direction. And it's cigar shaped. It's not and most things in the universe are ball shaped. They just form because of gravitational pulls and, you know, shit that I'm not smart enough to explain. Um, this thing was a really weird They're not they're not shape. They're not all flat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a bunch of plates flying through the air. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this thing flew right by us. We didn't even know what happened. And even professional like astrologers are looking at it like that could have been either a piece of an extraterrestrial craft or it was an extraterrestrial craft that just flew by us. Or We don't know what it was, but they, they do speculate that it could have been extraterrestrial. So if something like that, even if it was just a meteor, crashed in 1947 and had some sort of material like this element 115 that was discovered um then maybe that's the reason why we have these flying saucers is because this extraterrestrial meteor i guess had some sort of material that was unknown to us just kind of speculation yeah well no and that's that uh makes more sense uh, and, and we briefly uh, uh, talked about the ancient civilization stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you think that's all BS? Um, well, what do you? I guess what do you mean by by ancient civilizations? Do you well, mean- the 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 technology aspect of it. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I guess at this point, I, I don't know. Uh, that's kind of my go-to answer is I don't know because I feel like everyone should be comfortable saying they don't know if they don't know. I mean, if you don't know, right. don't lie and say that you know something. Just say you don't know. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I don't so know I a lot. I don't know. But, <laughs> <laughs> so I know everything. But, um, yeah, I, as far as this ancient technology goes, I applied that skepticism to, like, the aliens and everything, and, and they kind of brought me out of that. But the only thing that stuck was this ancient lost high technology evidence. And the, the reason why is because the evidence is so much stronger for the possibility that we 
these ancient civilizations possibly had a technology that we are just unaware of. I'm not saying that they had anything that was levitating with their minds or that they had laser beams or something like that. I'm saying something very human, something that we may have the ability to make today, but based off of our, um, our cognitive abilities and the, the, the way that we've developed our civilization, the way we build things and the way we structure our lives, that we just haven't made that connection to the way these ancient civilizations did, um, i.e., um, like pre-dynastic Egypt and uh, right. places in like Peru with Pumapunku. And, uh, I talked to a lot of researchers about this. Um, like I, talk, I had um, Brian Forrester who has spent the last 50 years in Peru studying elongated skulls and, um, you know, enigmatic places in, in Mesoamerica and South America. And the evidence he was bringing to the table was just, uh, it's, it's kind of chilling that it's so strong, but then academia is just like, no, we don't want to rewrite the history books. That's too expensive. So we're just going to label you a pseudoscientist and put you on each aliens. We're going to call it good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, that's, I feel like the biggest problem with humanity is the refusal to admit mistakes. And that, that can go to a micro level of, why you hate your neighbor or or yeah. or your coworker? Just like just, just say, "Hey, my bad, sorry." Like science is all about how you got to the answer. Science is not a definitive answer. Science is not the Sphinx is forty five thousand years old or forty five hundred years old. Science is, as far as we are concerned based off of the evidence the sphinx is more than likely 4500 years old it's not giving a definitive answer it's staying open to evidence but right now egyptology is so closed right now um anyone who presents evidence for example that the sphinx is older than 4500 years old which i'll tell you right now the evidence is way stronger that it's older than that um, you just get labeled a pseudoscientist and then they take your grants away and then you lose your job and your house and your wife and then you're homeless, you know, just because you suggested that it could be older than that. And, and that's, uh, by the way, the, the worst thing to come out of COVID, in my opinion, is the, uh, the whole trust the science connotation where people, people have made the word science almost not mean anything anymore yeah it means what you want it to mean (laughs) yeah and that's a bad that's a that i guess that's a whole different topic but questioning science well that is what science is (laughs) yeah science is questions that's exactly what it is yeah (laughs) so it it bothered me and it doesn't matter where you stand on 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 everything with covid it bothered me like what no that's not how science works even i know this and i hated science as a kid (laughs) see i was always a science nerd i've always loved science like i was i was initially going to college to be a biologist and um then I decided I wanted to teach biology, so I started going to school to for biology teaching, and uh, now I work at a grocery store. But um. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the only thing that uh, the only thing that interested me as a kid with science was astronomy, which yeah, I definitely. guess makes some sense because yeah. that's. Yeah, because I mean, I've, I've always been obsessed with, with aliens, even when I was a kid. Uh, I remember coming home from school, my sister would always 
get these like alien books where you'd open it up and it'd like tell you about like mantis aliens. They're this tall, and this is a case where a mantis alien abducted somebody. And you know, I would be like so into it and be like, whoa. That's so cool. And then me and my sister were going to play Alien versus Predator out in the yard and stuff. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I've always been this space nerd. Um, but it's just not until recently that I've, I've kind of taken a step back and, you know, looked at everything a little bit more objectively rather than looking for the answers I want to see. No, and I, I like that. I had a guest on probably close to a month ago. Uh, and and this kind of touches. I I skipped a step in my head. I'll 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 blame the unnamed brand of Canadian <laughs> whiskey. But uh, I I was gonna say even earlier with what you're interested in as a kid. So my dad is a big time Star Trek Trekkie, whatever. Right. And eh, Star Trek, uh, take it or leave it. But I watched it as a young kid until I thought it was. I'm not a big science fiction kind of person but I realize a lot of my beliefs about aliens and stuff is actually somewhat related to what I learned in Star Trek meaning like I mentioned earlier and I this is one nerdy thing I remember uh the Vulcans came to earth when earth finally uh developed warp drive So, so they finally realize, okay, they're smart enough now we can interact with them. Yeah. And to an extent, what I said earlier, that's kind of, they just drive by just to monitor us and see how we're doing, and we're not worth interacting with. <laughs> so so the reason I, to bring this all home, is is his theory was that everything that happened in movies and Hollywood was actually based on reality. Just little bits of it. So, like, he he fully believed that Skynet was a thing. (laughs) And and it's like, well, that's interesting. But I think maybe a lot of our theories come from that science fiction that we do absorb. Even if we're not a fan of it, we absorb it. Yes. And maybe that's where a lot of our... Now, there's two ways to think of it is maybe that's where our knowledge comes from or maybe that's where our stupidity comes from. Yeah, because, I mean, that's exactly the thing is that, um, like, people who have alien abduction uh, cases, for example, or, or <clears throat> something to that matter. Um, I guess, for example, I had a, I had a guest named Debbie Solaris on my um, podcast, and she was uh, on the Gaia program. She actually has her own show on there um, called Beyond, I think it's Oh, Jesus, I'm forgetting. I think it's Beyond Belief is what I what the name of it is. But she um, she's an ET contactee and an Akashic record reader. And I was asking her about how she contacted aliens. She said in 2012, when she was scared about, you know, the world ending, 2012, December 21st, 2012, yep. <laughs> um, scared about the Mayan calendar ending. She was, like, freaking out about it. It was, like, April. She was, like, oh, Jesus, she's having, like, panic attacks over it. Um, cause she was convinced, you know, just shit, I don't know what's going to happen, but something bad's going to happen. Yeah. She went to bed one night after she had like a panic attack and she woke up in like an alien spaceship and she was talking to aliens and she was accessing the Akashic records. And then she said she opened her eyes and she was back at home in her bed. And I said, <laughs> Debbie, did you have a dream? <laughs> 
Did you have a dream, Debbie? Did you have a bad dream because you were thinking about 2012 and aliens because people were thinking aliens are going to invade 2012, whatever? So I was like, did, were you thinking about that? And then you just subconsciously – and now you make a career out of alien stuff? Like, that's your and I've, I've heard of her. Yeah, I was like, what – what if it's just a dream, Debbie? She's like, I don't know. So, 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 so you'll love this. Uh, again, Joseph and, and Chase will not love this because I'm revealing uh, a, a comic book that's actually, this one's actually been illustrated and, and it is somewhat ready to go. I had a dream. Uh, which, which the whole comic book thing I mentioned was kind of, a lot of it hinged on this dream. Uh, so I sleep for three to four hours max. And then I wake up and I can go back to sleep sometimes. But yeah, for whatever reason, one night, I don't know if I took an edible. I, I definitely drank. But, you know, for whatever reason, yeah. I slept for eight hours. <laughs> and in my dream, I have very vivid dreams. Six months passed. And in those six months, very vivid, realistic dream, I was, uh, I live in St. Petersburg, Florida, and Tampa is across a bridge. I was driving home from work over the bridge, and there was some explosion of the bridge, and I died. But instead, I woke up, I was on a spaceship, and uh, I was in a mortal being that happened to be human. And there was a, a there was a six immortal beings in the universe, and I just happened to be one of them. Uh, there's a whole psychology aspect to reading into this dream, but we'll ignore that. But this dream was so realistic. I woke up and uh, I was on an alien spaceship for six months, and they trained me to come back because there was an alien species who exterminated the species of any immortal being. So Earth was going to be destroyed, and they had to train me to help defend it. So fun dream. I was a superhero, basically. Okay, that is that is an in-depth dream. Wow. Six months passed. I woke up, and it ended with me on Earth. So when I woke up, I'm like, "What the fuck month is it?" <laughs> Break it up again. You hear me? Okay. I may have lost Calvin. Ah, it's the aliens. They don't. <laughs> yeah, it's the aliens. They, they, they know what we're talking about, and that's exactly it's. It's Jeff Bezos. <laughs> well, he he could be an alien. I, I'm pretty sure the Facebook guy is an alien. Oh yeah, he's a weird looking son of a bitch. He he's he's uh, data from Star Trek, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but but no, so so getting back... So the, the per, point was, six months passed, I woke up in my bed, which made sense with the dream, which is how fucked up this dream was. It brought me full circle. So I guess I should have just gone with, I was abducted by aliens and I'm immortal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. I mean, easy as that. 
could have been famous. God damn. <laughs> exactly. But no, that's uh, but uh, so the interesting. So that brings up another question: Is how many people just had uh, vivid dreams <laughs> that were? I don't want to say this disparagingly to anyone, but were too stupid to realize it was a dream. And then and so a lot of people don't know how to once again apply that skepticism. They just they see it and they see what they want to believe. Um, if they've been looking at alien stuff for their whole life, like myself, like if if two years ago I would have had you know fallen asleep and had a dream similar to you or like Debbie, I'd have been in the same boat as Debbie. I'd have been thinking that I could access the Akashic records and I was abducted by aliens and all this. I'd be contacting ancient aliens and all this crazy stuff. And, I just know I would. Um, I would. I wanted that to happen. Well, I and do think I'm immortal. I mean... I mean, without a doubt, yeah. Um, I just feel like people aren't just applying that skepticism a little bit more, just like looking a little bit more into why they believe that. Like, what brought you to that conclusion? Let's look into it more to be sure that that's true. Rather than waste your whole life on it and have it be false. Yes. Well, and, and I think... I don't know. I feel like that's where, uh, and, uh, you know, someone could listen to this and be like, what an idiot. He got to spend six months with aliens. They sent him back in his timeline and he's ignoring it. Yeah. I mean, so, so I, I, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, maybe we're stupid, <laughs> but yeah, I don't I mean, think well, so. That's a strong possibility. <laughs> well, you, you brought up in the, uh, uh, the one about the, I'm going to mispronounce this because I'm terrible with... This is part of the reason I don't do research is because I can't say words like obelisk. <laughs> is that is that it, yeah. the obelisk? You brought up Occam's razor many times. Yeah. Where And I believe, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm dumb, but, <laughs> but I believe that's the simplest explanation is probably the explanation. Is that... Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, the short explanation is that, yeah. So, so if I was... Uh, Getting drunk and potentially high, and I woke up in my bed, the odds are it was a dream. <laughs> yeah. Boom. There you go. Simplest, simplest explanation. explanation. So, in that case, you probably could use Occam's razor. Um, in, like, my case with the ancient technology, it's because, mm. you know, I mentioned Robin earlier, the flat earther, and she doesn't believe in this ancient technology stuff, so she tries to debunk me all the time. She sends me stuff trying to debunk me. Uh, Frank, sorry, Robin, it's not working. Um, it still doesn't make sense, Robin. I'm sorry. Um, uh, and she didn't have any answers for things I sent her um, for a rebuttal, but um, she just stopped responding. But for, for me, like Occam's razor, it, in that case, okay, so Occam's razor for building the pyramids would be simplest explanation is the Egyptians, uh, however many of them it took, over the course of only 20 years built a several hundred foot high pyramid with um, 2.5 million blocks of granite that um, weighed upwards of 250 to 300 tons each. And they, uh, they carry these all the way from Aswan to Giza, which is several hundred miles away up the Giza river. By the way, the only way that they could do that in 20 years is if they were cutting and placing three rocks per minute for 20 years. That's the only way that they could do it is if they were placing three blocks per minute 
um, the cutting and placing. <laughs> that, three a minute? <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> so, so is in in your thought or your belief, uh, whatever, uh, that humans had this technology and somehow it just yeah it's gone um, it's it's been lost and i mean i don't know if you've uh i would encourage you to check out the joe rogan podcast or this episode that i'm actually just about to i recorded today i'm talking about evidence for atlantis the lost city of atlantis actually um, mm. so there's actually substantial evidence for it. that's why it was a two-hour-long podcast <laughs> talking to myself we, um, hey, we in our comic books we did have underwater alien visitation bases. Now, see, that's the thing is I don't believe that <laughs> Atlantis is or ever was an underwater civilization. I feel like it was indeed a um, just a regular civilization from uh, I don't know. But anyways, the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, there's an episode with Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson. Randall Carlson is a ge- uh, geologist. And he's he's very well known and he's just a ridiculously smart guy. Uh, he has a podcast himself called Cosmographia. He talks about a bunch of geology stuff and he talks about ancient civilizations and stuff like that from a geological point of view. Um, and he, he's very educated. But they covered the uh, the Younger Dryas epoch. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with no. that time period. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess a small short breakdown is um, where this ancient civilization, ancient lost technology thing comes from is primarily from the Younger Dryas Epoch. And the Younger Dryas Epoch was from 12,800 years ago to 11,600 years ago. There was basically a massive cooling of the planet, which caused like a mini ice age. And then there was a sudden, at the 11,600 year mark, um, there's a sudden spike in heat which caused all this glacial ice to melt and cause massive uh, devastation, flooding, rising sea levels, um, and it caused a mass extinction of all the megafauna on the planet, uh, all over the planet. It's, it's essentially the real-life Noah's Flood, uh, but without hmm. the story of Noah's Flood. Uh, so I actually kind of argue that Noah's Flood did happen. I don't believe the story of Noah is real. <laughs> In the, yeah. I don't believe that happened. There were no 2.5 million animals on a little boat. Didn't happen. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, probably not. And the unicorns just didn't get apparently, on in time. There were, apparently there were dinosaurs there too. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that was from 12,800 uh, 12, to 11,600 years ago. And evidence like for the Sphinx, um, I, I have a whole episode where I talked about the, the true age of the Sphinx. And like I mentioned earlier, it's currently dated at 4,500 years old. But evidence from multiple researchers and multiple um agencies are concluding that it's upwards of 9,000 plus years old. Um, there's substantial evidence for that. And it's, it's, you can go to the Sphinx and physically look at the evidence. I mean, the fissures from the, um, there's fissures that go down the Sphinx enclosure that according to multiple geologists, like uh, Dr. Robert Schock is very well known in his field. And then Randall Carlson, um, they said they knew within two minutes of looking at the Sphinx enclosure that the Sphinx is older than 9,000 years old. Because the only way that those vertical fissures could be done on a Sphinx enclosure is if there was a substantial amount of rainfall over thousands of years. And there hasn't been that much rainfall since at least nine to 10,000 years ago, which aligns with the Younger Dryas impact hypothesis, which um, that's what they're thinking is that the sudden heat spike was from a meteor impact. Um, that's what at least Randall Carlson is suggesting. And there's actually a a meteor impact crater that is, has recently been uncovered 
southwest of Greenland uh, because of glacial ice melt, glacial ice melting because of global warming. Um, so we actually did find that crater, and so that's more than likely the reason for the Upper Dryas. Uh, but then people like Robert Schock are saying sun flares. So it's still kind of up in the air, but um, yeah, that's basically what happened to this ancient civilization that I'm kind of proposing for it is that they were wiped out by the Younger Dryas epoch. Have a weird offshoot because you, because probably because I've I've drank a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> the Have you seen the movie Greenland? I don't think so. It it know. it just came out last year, I think. Oh yeah, probably not. It's on HBO Max. Uh, Gerard Butler's in it, so. Oh okay. But it, but it's a, uh, Armageddon, Deep Impact. It's a, a planet-ending a, a comet huh. appearing out of nowhere and destroying the planet, basically. I like those kinds of things. I, I, like I was so skeptical. I thought it was going to be so terrible because, you know, it's been done, but it was... Yeah. So, so actually, you probably would enjoy it because the, the thing I loved the most about it uh, was there was so much misinformation <laughs> and just clear lies by the governments to try to get their agenda going. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to say much more because it's still relatively new since it just came out in 2020. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely have to check it out because um, that's that's definitely something I'm interested. In. I like those disaster movies and you know, like 2012. It was kind of eh, I don't know, but but I mean I kind of enjoy it. It's just kind of nice, I guess. I don't know. You know what? I haven't seen Geostorm. <laughs> I haven't seen, that, but 2012 was a good example too. Of a, it's like that's a bad movie, but it was kind of fun to watch. I recently watched The Day After Tomorrow, and that was great. That's yes, great. yeah, no, and and look, Armageddon was a stupid movie, but it was very enjoyable to watch. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it in over a decades, <laughs> so at least, maybe two days. Yeah, I, I need a refresher on it. Whew, it's been a long time. Yeah, I know Steven Tyler's daughter got finger blasted. I think at some point. But. <laughs> <laughs> I think they stopped the asteroid from hitting the planet. But no, this is a this is a a, a fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you'll you'll probably enjoy it. But it, it's interesting the way uh, it kind of relates to that cigar shaped one that just kind of appeared out of nowhere. And right, right. It this is kind of the same. It just appeared. We didn't. Which if our. Uh, if, not that you would necessarily know this, but you, you you seem well versed in a lot of things, so you might. If our asteroid slash comet detection is as bad in real life as it is in movies, we're all gonna die at some point. It is. <laughs> it, is. it is arguably worse than it is in the movies. Like we don't see shit in the sky. The sky is big. Like <laughs> there's a lot of places to look. I mean, we miss stuff all the time. We've been almost hit by tons of things. There was a meteor, a couple, I think it was 2014, that literally passed right between us and the moon, too, and it would have freaking destroyed, it would have killed us. Like, we would have all died if it hit us, and we didn't even know. We didn't even know it was there. Well, I, is it, maybe I'm thinking of a different one. We knew about that, like, three days before it would have killed us. Yeah. Right? right? Like, we, I remember that. What did we do at that point? 
Well, it was like, hey, hey we're fine, but... Ugh. Like, um, what's crazy, too, is that the Tunguska event back in 1908, there was a meteor that hit that was about the size of an SUV that exploded over Siberia and Russia. And nobody even knew it happened until it, it was already gone. So some people were walking in the forest, and then suddenly the whole forest was just laid flat and charred. All the trees laid completely flat on their sides and just vaporized. No wildlife, and there was just a crater. And they were like, what the hell happened here? They look back, and there was actually a meteor about the size of an SUV, based off the calculations, that actually exploded before it hit the ground. And uh, that's actually what caused it not to like cause earthquakes and shit, because it exploded before it hit the ground. Um, and it just vaporized this whole forest. Now, if that would have exploded over a city, that would have killed millions. It would have killed millions of people. And we didn't even know that it hit the earth until they just stumbled upon the crater. And um, imagine, like, the younger driest impact, like the Greenland crater, which is, would be the size of, like, a pretty good, a couple multi-million dollar house. A meteor like that would literally, it would be a flash and you'd be dead. That's how quick it would be. Like, you wouldn't even know it. it, it and not to mention the dust plumes that it would cause, killing all the vegetation. And, you know, we know what happened to the dinosaurs. They got fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they they all left. Yeah, yeah, right. They just got on that ship. They got on those spaceships. There's Planet Raptor out there and yeah. Planet you know, T Rex. Mark, Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> is one of the leftovers. Maybe he he's like he stayed underground or something. So maybe he's the weird one. Yeah, yeah, and 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 for some reason Facebook was his great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's his master plan. Yeah, well, I guess I shouldn't mock him. He's a multi-billionaire because that's stupid. (laughs) It's working. Apparently. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) If, uh, yeah, if only I could think of one of those ideas. I'll I'll take the lizard rape or whatever it takes. I don't... (laughs) Lizards are reptiles, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, so, <coughs> I'll get, uh, uh, before we wrap it up, uh, this, um, uh, I'll, I'll make it weird, like, uh, Pete Holmes's podcast, <laughs> because, uh, we, we talked about, uh, or you, you talked about, uh, being an atheist and all that, yep. and, uh, it's, it's one thing that's always... I was raised as as you could probably guess from my last name. I was raised Catholic, uh, and growing up, I had my you know obvious issues with the church. And I think the Bible is interesting. You mentioned the the Noah's Ark, Noah's Flood. Uh, I, I think the Bible a lot of times is based on historical events, and they just put a spin on it. Yeah. I mean, not to say there isn't true things in the Bible. I mean, there's a lot of true things. And not to say that, like, the Bible isn't, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of good things in the Bible. I would argue that there's more bad things. Um, and, and, yeah, I just. I, just, I, I, I always think the Old Testament, and I have, you know, just, I don't know if you, how familiar you are, but the Old Testament, I think, is mostly bad. Yeah, <laughs> the New I mean, Testament, I think, yeah. is mostly good. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, like, because this this dispute that I get in with with 
Christian with Christians is that I'll say, you know, in Leviticus 22, you know, when he's talking about slavery, you know, that's not okay. Or Exodus, um, you know, 22 or anything like that, where, where slavery is mentioned or, uh, you know, that he has a stone gay people or, you know, Noah's flood or anything like this is just weird. It's, it's weird. All the incest that goes on, there's so much incest. Like, oh my God, I was 20 pages in and literally I just kept underlining the cases of incest. Like, I think that's most of the book of Genesis. Is um, <laughs> it's pretty much the whole book, to be honest. Like, I underlined a lot of incest. Um, not to mention people are living until like 900 years old. Yes, um, yeah, that's problematic too. Um, yeah, it just... Or, or did they measure their years differently? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just for me, like, they, they'll say, oh, that's the New Testament. We don't worry, you know, Jesus came and he... No, no. You can't have the New Testament without the Old Testament. Is is the New Testament God a different God? Is it a different religion? No, it's the same God. So we have to, if you can't have the New Testament without the Old Testament, so you have to accept both if you want to be a Christian. Like, that's just how it has to be. Well, so we are accepting the, the slavery. And, I don't, so, so that's interesting. I don't accept either Testament as not to, not to, well, I was going to say his gospel, but that's probably confusing. Uh, <laughs> I don't accept either. T- I accept both testaments as stories. Yeah. Uh, the di- so, and this is maybe a psychological thing that's interesting because I don't think there's a way to prove or disprove God. Yes, I agree. So, so I think it's. And either you feel better with a God existing or you feel better with a God not existing. See, and for me, is I want to know what's going to make me feel better is knowing the truth. And that's why I implement this technique called street epistemology into my podcast. And street epistemology is a way of uh, Socratic questioning where you, you don't enforce your belief on anybody. You're simply asking questions to get to the basis of how they came to that belief, whether it's aliens or God or Bigfoot or 9-11 being an inside job. You can use street epistemology anywhere. So I use that with my guests to get a better understanding as to why they believe what they believe. Um, so, it, and it's, it's a really interesting tactic of, of speaking to people. And I feel like it's more effective than, um, you, you know, debating or yelling at someone. It's a cordial conversation. Yes. Yeah, and I actually, I, I, uh, I, I was and I was listening to the episode you have about street epistemology too. Yeah, with the executive director Anthony Magmasco. he's awesome. Yes, he some great videos. It's uh, it's interesting. So so uh, I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, so, so one thing I, and the only time I've actually heard this expressed, oddly enough, I think it was Norm McDonald was on a podcast. And he he almost expressed, he's like, well, I choose to believe there is a God just because it makes me feel better. I feel like if there's a God, things make a little more sense. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It doesn't really matter. And I don't, I might be bastardizing what he said, so. Uh, I mean, my issue would be is you don't choose what you believe. You are convinced of what you believe. Um, I could... Say I choose to believe that the Loch Ness monster is real, but I well, of no course it how is. How many times I say <laughs> it, no matter how many times I say it, it doesn't make it true to me. It doesn't convince me. 
So I can say that I want to believe in a God because that makes me feel better, but is that really what's going to make me feel better? Is that, no, the truth is what's going to make me feel better. So I want to keep searching. Even if I don't find the answer, that's okay. As long as I keep looking, I just need to not say for a definitive fact, yes, when I die, I'm going to heaven or no, or no, when I die, I'm not going to heaven. Well, I don't know. Well, that's a that's an interesting thing too. Is I don't know that I believe in heaven or hell. So, and maybe you know what? That's probably a a, a cheap cop out to sound cool. I think I do believe in a god. Okay. I don't think it's necessarily God that is pers- uh, Christian God. He's not necessarily uh, not the again. So I mentioned even in my mind, the Old Testament God is a vengeful dick. Yeah, he'd flood the planet like that's all bullshit to me. Uh But a God who the New Testament God's a little more chill. He he'll send. Well, he still didn't abolish slavery. Well, (laughs) he still was stoning gay people. Yeah. Not perfect. <laughs> I mean, Jesus cursed out a fig tree and ordered it to be burned down. But season. But Jesus also <laughs> hung out with tax collectors, who back back in those days, tax collectors were basically the mafia, yeah. and and, and, and prostitutes. Flipped a random merchant's table for like no apparent reason. Well, they were gambling in the house of God, I think. Yeah, I mean. I don't. I don't think gambling's bad, so I don't. I don't prescribe to that either fully. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I would argue. I mean, yeah, the New Testament is is a little bit better, but um, there's some things. You know, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, but I mean, if you know, God's still a dick because he still didn't. You know, he could have put that one blip in the the Ten Commandments saying, "Don't own other people." Well, and, you know, and punish people because of their sexuality. You can work on Sundays and not die. Because there was a guy who got stoned to death because he was picking up sticks on Sunday. But I do think that's, in my mind, and I don't, again, I I don't fully know what the, I clearly don't know what the truth is. (laughs) Uh, But even in my mind, it's a bastardization of, of, and, and, Look, the Ten Commandments, so I'll say this, and I mentioned, I think when I was recording, but maybe beforehand, uh, I'm a libertarian. So my beliefs, what I teach my kids, two things. The golden rule, which is treat other people how you want to be treated. Sure. I think a, a very basic yeah. thing that everyone should yeah. agree with. And the non-aggression principle, which is libertarian thing, which is you, you don't. People can do what they want as long as you're not harming other people or property, which is yeah. that's anti-slavery. <laughs> Clear. <laughs> See, and that's when, like, I I would almost argue, I don't know, because I there's well-known atheists like Matt Dillahunty, who is a very well-known atheist in the atheist community, um, and I believe he's the president of the atheist community of Austin. I could be wrong about that now, but. He is a proponent that we should just abolish all religion as a whole because even if you yourself aren't participating in slavery or maybe you're only praying and going to church, those ideologies that are taught by Christianity are still affecting how you vote. It's affecting how 
how you um, talk to other people and may influence other people's lives. It may affect how you indoctrinate your child into this belief that they don't understand and they're not old enough to understand, but you're telling them that's what they need to believe and you don't you don't realize it because of the, the cognitive dissonance going on. You don't realize that you're indoctrinating your kid into this and they don't even understand what they're learning. Um, so I would almost argue that religion overall is is kind of harmful, if I'm being honest. Well, so here's, I'll, I'll take a stand on that. It's an interesting conversation. Uh, only So I was raised Catholic, like I said, Catholic parents. I, you know, I had a child out of wedlock, and I'm divorced. So I'm clearly going to hell anyways by their <laughs> standards. So, so, so. Uh, I don't it, think your wife is going to hell. I think you're okay. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Well, your ex-wife, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's fine. I'll accept. I'll accept that consequence. <laughs> kidding, kidding. That was just an easy dunk. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so I, I do think I'll say that uh, I think Catholicism, and again, maybe this is just regional for me. I think it takes an a gut punch that it doesn't deserve sometimes, meaning that I grew up in a Catholic school. I went to high school at a Catholic high school. I went to church for yeah, almost two decades off and off and on, maybe for some years after that. Uh, they never taught me any hatred towards anyone. A lot of a lot of people I talked to were like, ah, oh, they hate Jewish people. I'm like, no, I went to the Holocaust Museum three times and we had Holocaust survivors come and talk to my school yeah. at least twice. Like, we were not hating Jews. We yeah. did not hate anyone. We were taught acceptance. I had one religious religion teacher in high school who said, if you masturbate, you're going to go to hell. And we all laughed at her. <laughs> So so I do think sometimes I think there's some aspersions thrown on. And again, maybe this is a re, I'm in Florida. So we're kind of the wild, wild west of the United yeah, States. Right. So maybe our Catholicism was slightly different. But I, we were never taught to hate anyone. Gay people were always accepted. Uh, I remember I remember a thing with a gay kid in high school wondering if he could receive communion because apparently in the Bible that's not allowed. It's like, of course you can. We're a community. We don't... So so I do think there's some... Frankly, I think a lot of these people are... are they're Christian, but maybe not Catholic. Or maybe they are Catholic. I don't know. Uh, I think there's some judgmental fucks who ruin the whole pot. And that's not to to it, it, that's not to endorse Catholicism and all their beliefs because obviously my lifestyle does not agree with most of it. Right, uh, right. But I do think it's an interesting. Uh, I don't know. May, I don't know if that made any sense at all. Yeah. See, where I kind of got is then at that point I would ask, how do you know that Catholicism is more true than? Uh, I don't know baptism. You know why? Why is why is Baptist 
why are there all these different ideologies of Christianity? Why do all these different translations happen? Why is because uh, technically Mormonism is a sect of Christianity? Yeah, well, um, and, so and, like, why, why and Christianity is a, a segment of Judaism. So yeah, so it's like why? How do I know which God is the right one? I guess you could say. And how do I know that the Hindu doesn't have it right, or the Muslim, or you know the the guy who's reading the Bhagavad Gita or something? I, I I I'd argue we don't know. Yeah, exactly. And so at that point, I would say until I have sufficient evidence, I'm going to say I don't know and I don't believe any of it. But until I, I'm open to it, convince me. But so far, they all have the same exact argument, just a different book. Uh, so, so I won't convince you because I've never tried to do that. Yeah. But I, I will say, I, I think. So, so I'll, I'll drop the disguise of saying I choose to believe. I'll say I'll believe there's a god, but I think humans are so fucked up that a lot of them took their own direction with that god. Hundred percent. Yeah. And. Uh, like politics, just made it a you know this is this is my god. Uh, I, I, frankly, like South Park, uh, the episode about Scientology and yeah. the episode about Mormons, uh, and Mormons are the nicest people on the planet. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so so no no judgment on on their beliefs, but I think somebody just thought I can make a lot of money. I'm gonna just pervert yeah. this a little bit and uh I mean, for joseph smith it all was about polygamy I mean, it was about polygamy and control he wanted to control i mean he was looking into a hat and some stones and saying that he was seeing the word god in this hat yeah and like literally and then <laughs> the thing with mormonism is the amount of wives they can have you know the more wives you have the closer to god you are so it that's it's weird <laughs> i was just watching um uh, a YouTube video that was a guy his name was Calvin too and he just come out of a fundamentalist Mormonism and he had 44 siblings what? 44 siblings he had 4 moms and it was all from one dad oh. his dad was basically looked at as like a god to all of these kids because there was just so many I mean he was like the authoritative figure he wasn't dad he was the authority he was god and that means Essentially, he would die and become a god when he died. And it's very weird. And just the fact that all comes from essentially the same book. It all comes from the Bible or Christianity. It's a little weird. Well, yeah, it, it does. Uh, I mean, even I think I might be wrong because I'm I'm out of study with this. But I think even Islam comes from Abraham. Yeah. Yep. So that is from Judah. So it all come. It actually all comes from Judaism. Yeah, <laughs> really. It all comes. From, and if you look really into it, it all comes from Egyptian mythology, because there is uh, gods known as like Serapis, who is described as a white bearded man, and he, um, you know, he was able to walk on water, and he was healing the lepers, he was healing the blind, he was literally doing the exact same stuff as Jesus, and he was an Egyptian god that was like. 4,000 years before him. And that's and, not Vera Kocha, that's who? <laughs> well, well, I, that's the thing, is that I kind of feel like, yeah, so you listen to my Vera Kocha, so Sam Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's very well likely, very could, well, could be, uh, you know, Jesus, but I mean, I think even that's kind of a little bit of a stretch, because 
like Viracocha wasn't that crazy. I, I feel like he would just gotten stoned to death by these, you know, crazy people back then. <laughs> no, well, so so one other thing is, I do think historically, uh, and and I'll I'll ask you your thoughts, but. There are a lot of uh, records of Jesus. Now, whether he's the son of God, obviously, is that's a side note. But I have talked to a lot of people who don't believe in God, who think Jesus is not even an existing human. And I guess maybe Christians will be offended that I called him a human. <laughs> so, so I'm walking a fine line here of offending everyone. Yeah. Uh, but... I think Jesus existed, whether he was the son of God or a human, seems like just historically wise and and uh, people writing things about it, seems like he existed. That's not the argument. It's The argument should be whether he's the son of God or whether he's just a dude who played a great con and then got crucified on a cross <laughs> I really I feel like yeah I'm kind of in the same boat to where I, I feel like Jesus was probably a real person although we don't really have any evidence for it there's he's just mentioned in more than just the Bible you know he's mentioned in the Quran too right um, so he's mentioned in a couple different texts so I feel like he could have been a real person do I think he looks like every, you know the pictures that are depicted of him no he's, he doesn't look like a white dude he's not a white guy are you kidding me um, but he doesn't have blue yeah, eyes. Like, <laughs> yeah. If anything, I feel like he could have just been a really good magician. Honestly, he could have been the, the world's best magician. Like for example, turning water into wine, um, in that particular area, um, in the Jerusalem area, there's red algae that blooms, um, in the river and uh, as well as in Egypt around along the Nile river, there's red algae that blooms. That would explain turning this water into wine as it was just a red algae bloom. He might have just known that this is going to happen, scoop up a, a little cup full of this water full of red algae that hadn't bloomed yet, and then he shows in front of these people. He agitates it to where it blooms. It turns red. It's wine. Whoa, this guy is God. No, he's just a magician. You know, what if he's just the world's first magician? What if walking on water he had... Uh, maybe he developed some sort of trick to do that. Well, uh, I've seen Chris Angel walk on water, and I've seen Michael yeah. Carbonaro do much really more easy. weird shit than turning water. Yeah, so, I mean, who's to say he wasn't just a really good magician? He was really messy. And, and look, I'm not even saying he's not the son of God. I'm just saying... I might. <laughs> I, well, look, I, I'm saying I, I, I couldn't say either way. Yeah. I mean, and, overall, I guess I can't, but... I, I, no, I, 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 I yeah. You know, just because the book says it, that's the, not a reason for me to believe. Well, if more. anything, and this is, uh, well, not to get political, but this is what I think a lot of the vaccine marketing is is lacking. Frankly, is if anything, telling me the book says it makes me less likely to believe it yeah it's like show me show me the the evidence you know show me the the statistics show me no nope nope. just believe it believe it because we say so (laughs) (laughs) like i don't know about that like if they just told me 
take this shot. You know, just trust me. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Even I waited a couple months before I got the COVID vaccine. I was, I, and I'll, I'll be honest here, and, and this will make some of my uh, libertarian listeners so pissed off, and it'll make uh, some of my uh, non-libertarian listeners so pissed off, is I was considering getting it, and then I got COVID. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> well, I guess I don't need it. At least, at least in the near term, I guess I'm good for a few months. I mean, yeah, you do have the antibodies. And stuff. It's not, I highly doubt you would get it anytime soon. I mean, I don't know. Depends on what variant you got, I guess. I, I'm fairly certain it was the Delta variant because my son, who's eight years old, had a fever of 100.4. Ooh, That's yeah. not a high fever. <laughs> uh, and he didn't eat for a day. He's like, I don't, I don't, he, he, I get, I made him a bagel in the morning. He took a bite. He said, this, this, I don't want, this doesn't taste right. And I'm like, and that, that single thing is the only reason we got tested for COVID. Oh boy. I had a sore throat for a day. My, my whole family had it. That's where I actually got it from. (laughs) But, but, uh, cause my, my, my parents watch my kids during the work day. So uh, my dad didn't get it, though. That's good. All right, yeah, that's good. Oddly enough, my mom did. My dad didn't. Oh, that's weird. Oh. And, well, and my daughter didn't either. My son did. I did. We quarantined for a while. And I'm like, well, I guess I don't need it anymore. <laughs> yeah. At least for a little while. <laughs> right, until there's a, another variant uh, yeah. but for me, it, I was like, I felt kind of sickish for a day. I had, I had a fever of, it went up to 101.8. Wow. So, so it was kind of, kind of high. I felt, I, I, I felt the body soreness of a fever yeah. and then I'm like, eh, I'm fine. <laughs> So, but that's not a great example because I'm immortal, as we discussed. Yeah, exactly. That's why. That's why you're here. That's why you're here talking about COVID because you're immortal. It's... Right. Yeah. Yeah. COVID uh, can't take me down. <laughs> no, I, uh, I was going to say neither can a gunshot or a stab wound, but I don't want to encourage oh, that. <laughs> <don't chase it. laughs> nope. 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 I'm mortal. I think. I'm mortal with those things. <laughs> Well, I don't want to feel the pain, even if I'm immortal. <laughs> so please don't shoot me or stab me. Uh, Calvin, uh, sorry, I went off the rails there for a no bit. Problem. But uh, uh, I I had a great time talking to you, man. Yeah, and I, I had an awesome time. I, I really appreciate you having me on. I, I always love doing this. Is uh, so, so give me your plugs, uh, and I'll put in the show notes, I'll put a link to Unquestionable with Calvin Smith, uh, which is, if you enjoyed this podcast, you should listen to all of his podcasts and then circle back and come back to mine. Yeah, I was about uh, to say, first you need to listen to all of Jeff's podcasts, though. Yeah, but they're not all about this. Most of them are well, like... Don't even listen to my podcast if you don't listen to Jeff's <laughs> podcast. You heard me. <laughs> See, okay. please, please, please listen to my show. See, I'm totally like Joe Rogan because most of my podcasts are comedy themed and then I'll be yeah. like, I need this on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you can 
uh, find me on Instagram. That's primarily where I post is um, at Unquestionable Podcast on Instagram. I do giveaways there. I just gave away a shirt. Um, so make sure to follow me on there to keep up to date for when I get some more merch. Um, I'm always posting different polls and stuff. I'm on Twitter at UWCS Podcast. Uh, Facebook, Unquestionable Podcast. I post everything on Instagram to Facebook as well. Sometimes I post some other things there. Um, you can find me on YouTube, Unquestionable Podcast, and give me a like and a subscribe over there. I try to post as much over there as I can. I Pretty much all of my interviews are over there besides one or two of them. Um, but I'm working on getting all of my podcasts transferred over to video format so that people can listen on YouTube as well. Um, but I still have a good handful of episodes over there, and I have one coming out. Um, so on Wednesday, I have a re-release of my very first episode that is an audio only, and that's going to be on YouTube. And then next Wednesday, I'm going to be premiering my uh, episode, Evidence for Atlantis, uh, which will be available on YouTube and Spotify on Wednesday at midnight, uh, next Wednesday at midnight. And uh, yeah, you can find me on pretty much all social media, so give me a, give me a follow over there and talk to me. I just followed you on Instagram. I'll have to circle back to Twitter and all. No problem. Twitter's my main one. Somehow that's that's the one that took for me. (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't know why, but Twitter's the only one where I actually got uh, a little following. Everything else is like Instagram. I don't. My biggest following is on Instagram, so so I try to post as much over there as possible. Well, I just followed you on there, and I will post. Post something about this episode, uh, and I'll tag you. <laughs> I always share the podcasts that I'm on, too, so I'll make sure to throw you into, into my mix as well. Awesome. Well, Calvin, I appreciate your time. Uh, sorry I took so much of it with my random babblings. but uh, I love doing this. I mean, I would sit here all night, honestly. I I, am, I just love talking to this, and I have no friends, so I get the <laughs> You have a friend in me, buddy. Hey. <laughs> uh, uh, Calvin Smith, check out his podcast. And uh, thank you again uh, for the very uh, fun and engaging podcast, sir. You got it. Thank you, Jeff. I really do appreciate it. Recording stop. All right, everyone, that was it. That was the podcast. Um, You can check out that Mandela Effect movie I mentioned. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, Check out Unquestionable with Calvin Smith. Uh, Give him a follow. I'll link all his stuff in the show notes. I had a great time uh, talking to him. Uh, It's really fun to have those conversations that just really... uh, Go crazy. Like, this is the kind of conversation I love to have. I like talking about comedy, which is what I talk about probably more than anything on this podcast. But it's also a lot of fun to talk about things like aliens and, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Just how, how the universe is. So, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you know, maybe it uh, jostled some things in your heads. Give me some feedback if you would be so kind. And uh, check out my website, jeffmacalino.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at St. J. Mac. Uh, like or follow whatever the verbiage is for the Facebook page for the Jeff Macalino podcast. And all of that shit. All right. I love you all. Peace.